Episode 50 of the podcast, Josh, Jesse, Movies, Podcast, Dogs. Dogs, there's dogs there. I got to say, you're looking you're looking very good today. Oh, I see what you're doing. Um, We never announced that we were going to do a live episode, so. Oh, we didn't say that in the episode? No, no, we did not. Oh. Well, I mean, okay. I'll I'll give up this whole ruse then, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, doing a live episode for fifty would have been would have been fun, but um, there's always fifty one or five or you know whatever it doesn't matter. Fifty. The only thing special about fifty is that we get our fiftieth uh, cat scratch. Right on cue. Well, forty ninth, I guess, because there was one episode that didn't happen. Right. Episode 50 is pretty iconic in um in anything. Yeah, it's a it's a milestone. Um so with episode 50, I, I looked up um other you know big properties, big shows, and what their 50th episode was mm-hmm. just to see it's like what we have to kind of kind of build into. Right. The expectations are so high for 50. And mm-hmm. here is why. So episode 50 um, on the TV show Friends. Yeah. It's the second episode of the third season. Mm-hmm. Um, the plot centers on Ross's anxieties. His friends take too long getting ready for a function that evening. Oh, and Joey puts, you know, you're going to hide my underwear. I'm, I'm wearing everything you own. Yep. Iconic episode. Yeah, that is episode iconic. 50. Uh, friends. Then we have episode 50 of Seinfeld. I don't know if you watch much Seinfeld. I watch a good amount. Um, this episode uh, deals with Jerry's current relationship um, and how it runs into trouble after his girlfriend confides in him that he's that she is a virgin. Uh, so Jerry and George struggle to come up with episode ideas for the Jerry show uh, in the last few days uh, regarding the Virgin. I don't know. I didn't. I I have all the episodes of Seinfeld on DVD, but I haven't watched much of it. Yeah, you have like this big collector's edition thing. Yeah, who plays the Virgin? <clears throat> I feel like it's somebody important. Probably. Doesn't, I don't. I haven't seen the episode. I must admit. Um, okay, episode fifty of The Simpsons. You watch much of The Simpsons? I watched a lot of like probably the first six or seven seasons. Okay. So the 50th episode um, takes place on February 6th, 1992 season three. It's the one where stress from household chores and her family's demands cause Marge to suffer a nervous breakdown. So she leaves to go to a spa, leaving Bart and Lisa with Patty and Selma. Maggie stays at home with Homer, but leaves looking for her mother Causing mm-hmm. Homer to frantically search for her. Mm-hmm. I remember that episode. Homer Alone, iconic episode 50. And then Game of Thrones, episode 50, the fifth season finale. Um, Stannis attacks Winterfell. Stannis is defeated and dies. Uh, Cersei has her Walk of Atonement in King's Landing. Oh. So um, that's 
uh, also pretty pretty action, iconic action filled yeah good episode um so yeah we have a lot to kind of you know live up to yeah and lots to look forward to as well i must nobody remembers what episode 51 is no that's true we could totally screw up at 51 and it wouldn't wouldn't be a problem i gotta say like when starting this project you know how you you decide you're gonna start something new and it lasts like two weeks and it's like and then never happens again we've we've been doing this for like over a year i'm pretty proud of us yeah it's been 14 months that's uh, crazy to the day so a Good lot has us. happened in our lives totally Lots and lots of stuff. Hey, are you on Twitter much uh, lately? Uh, I look at Twitter. I don't do anything on Twitter. Did you see my most recent tweet? Uh, I can't say I have. Okay. Do you know, do you watch any Twitch? Anybody, you watch anybody on Twitch? Uh, not too much anymore, but I have in the past. Okay. Do you know who Northern Lion is? Okay, so... That's funny that you say it. I so I don't watch Northern Lion on Twitch. I watch on YouTube. Him on YouTube, like like religiously his Hitman videos. That's all mm-hmm. I watch, basically on YouTube. So, yes. Okay, um, Mackenzie and I we like his Sporkle and the times he's played Dark Souls. It's probably our sure. favorite. Lovely Vancouver resident, Northern Lion. Yes. Well, this weekend I was in Vancouver for a for something concerning concerning my samoa trip and outrigger and all that stuff oh yeah like you've you've added that to your twitter bio i have and i was roaming around vancouver by myself because i i went walk on with one one fellow paddler but his he's on a different uh in a different age category so his schedule was different than mine so i had a lot of like free time while he was doing his thing and so I had a good like four or five hours on Saturday and then a couple hours on Sunday to uh, roam the city and do the things I like to do, such as go to Danbo Ramen, my favorite ramen place. And I went on both the days, went twice by myself. Um, on Saturday, I noticed that there was a Canucks game. I think they ended up playing the, the Leafs or something like that and won that game, as far as I recall. And I know that Northern Lion is... A season ticket holder. He's mentioned it plenty of times in his videos. He also has a Peloton. He has a Peloton, big Peloton user. And so when I was seeing fans walk the city, I'm like, you know, what if I saw Northern Lion? That would be kind of crazy because I watch his videos probably every day. And I was like, mm, you know, what are the odds? It's pretty low, but you know, I had my eyes peeled just in case. And then uh, right near the end of my excursion on, on Saturday, I was walking back to where the people were paddling. And there was like a tiny little park. And from like a mile away, I saw a man with his young daughter, I presumed. And he was wearing like a toque, a, a Canada toque, which I've seen pictures of Northern Lion wearing before. I said, you know what? I think that might be him. And I got a little bit closer and it definitely was him. And so at that point, I was a little torn because I wanted to go up. My, I'll tell you, my heart was racing a little because I didn't know what to do. 
I was like excited to see him. But then at the same time, I'm like, would it be weird if I came up and like said hello or just that I was a fan? And I felt as though since he was at a park, like with his daughter, he probably didn't want to be bothered. I'm not sure how often he gets like stopped. So I sort of decided not to. But as I was walking by, like they were like right at the edge of the park. I just like walked like right beside him. He was like two feet away. And um, that was my run in with Northern Lion. We got 200 likes. It sure did because I went on. It happened, and then I tweet. I tweeted at him saying that I ran. I went by him. And he didn't see it. I don't think. But then I was in his Twitch chat. I don't watch him live very often at all. But I figured, oh, I'll go in because I I saw him. So he was kind of like on the mind, and I quickly mentioned it like in the chat, and then he saw it, and then he I think he realized that I had tweeted at him, and. Um, but yeah, in, tw- in the Twitch chat, I said, oh, yeah, I saw you. I didn't say hello because he looked busy. And he said, and he's like, well, hello back. And then he kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent. And then he liked my tweet. And I guess if, you know, if he likes the tweet, then his followers sometimes can see the tweets that he likes. And I think that drew some attention. And yeah, wow. I got, like, got like 200 likes. But it's really I've never seen like a f- famous person in person. It's really weird. Like out in the wild, I guess. Like I've, I went and saw like David Letterman live and like Bill Murray was a guest, but it wasn't like I went, that was like set up, you know? Right. Just a random encounter in a park. That was very weird. Very weird. I really wanted to, like, if he was not busy, I wanted to like take a selfie with him and then just send it to Mackenzie with, without like giving any sort of, warning and just I wanted to see what her reaction would be but didn't happen that's all right at least you didn't take like a creepy picture from behind bushes yeah so anyway that was my long-winded story of how I met somebody that probably no one listening knows who that is well you never have stories that's very exciting that's true that was the most words I think I've ever said on the podcast just end it right now. Yeah, that was. We're, that not was even, this... we're not even recording right now, so. Oh don't right. Worry about it. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe somebody has a recording we can we can edit into here. Like maybe someone's phone is is on record right now or something. Um. Well, that's exciting. So you tell me, you watch a lot of YouTube. You watch a lot of a lot of Twitch. Um. Do you watch a lot watch... of movies? Um, I don't watch a lot of Twitch. I watch a lot of YouTube for sure. Twitch just every once in a while. Do I watch a lot of movies? Um, lately, no. When you're watching a lot of movies, going to the movie theater, mm-hmm. do you do you like the the trailers for the new movies? Yes. Well, I have a few movies for you that I'm going to uh, read. The description for the tender mm-hmm. well, and then you're gonna tell me if, if if this is interesting to you and you want would want to see this movie in theaters. Okay, are these uh, the trailer descriptions of modern movies, or they could be movies from like the past? These are movies that are yet to come out. Okay, okay. Hit me with it. 
Vermont's number one public television painter who was convinced he has it all. Mm -hmm. Uh, A signature perm, a custom van, and fans hanging on his every stroke until a younger, better artist steals everything and everyone he loves. This movie is called Paint. With Owen Wilson? Yeah, with Owen Wilson. I was going to leave the Owen Wilson part out. Oh, I already know what you're talking about. I will say that I saw the, not the trailer, but like a promotional image for this film like two days ago or maybe yesterday. And it's like the first time in a while I've been like, I'm going to go see that in theater because I love Owen Wilson. I also like Bob Ross. So your answer is yes. 100% yes. The Turtle Brothers, as they work to earn the love of New York City while facing down an army of mutants. That doesn't make any sense. That that sentence d- doesn't work. This is why you got to... Anyways, new, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. You heard no, about that one? I haven't heard about it. I'm not interested. But they're teenagers. Oh, that's a good point. Okay, maybe. Uh, okay, well, I have one more for you. Okay, I can hear you typing away. Nope. Nope, that's not, that's not the keyboard. Nope, nope, nope. This one hasn't really been announced at all. It just says plot unknown, third installment of Legally Blonde. Yes, I'm excited for that. I've yet to see the second one, but you know, I can easily change that. You haven't seen the second Legally Blonde? Nope. What do you think the Rotten Tomato score is? For the second one? Yeah. Mm. 58. 36%. Oh, that's not great, is it? I will say that's about the percent of the next movie I'm planning on picking for the podcast. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. We still have our movie for episode 50. Yeah, the 50 and then your 51. I just, I'm just excited for my pick for 52. Well, my pick for 51 might be the exact same movie that you were thinking about picking for 52 it is possible my movie is from the 2000s okay so to get ahead of ourselves i haven't picked my movie yet i have a list of five movies okay that we're gonna go through Mm -hmm. and then we're we're gonna pick it together okay are we gonna do that at the end i assume at the end of the podcast so stay tuned for that since this is a podcast this isn't just uh Two friends hanging out. Well, some people like that kind of thing. You know, they feel like they're part of the 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 group. You know, maybe not. I don't know. Oh, no, they do. They do. Oh, they do. Part oh, the they do. Okay, okay, great. Episode five zero. Your mother at my dog. The podcast. The unbearable weight of massive talent. Two thousand twenty two American action comedy film. Yes. Um, you hadn't seen it when you picked the movie. I had seen it when you picked the movie. So what did you think of the movie? I will just preface my my general feelings about this film with that I don't... Um, comedies are a hard sell for me overall. But I, I figured I might pick this as a bit of a, of a challenge to that uh, preconceived notion I have about, about the genre. And... Um, I will say it was funny. It delivered on the funny. 
the fact that it was a, a comedy action film, I think maybe hurt it a little. But I don't know. Maybe I'll get, wait for your for your take on that. But overall, it was a it was fun. I don't know what what do you, what do you think? It has been a while since you've seen it. I mean, only a few weeks, but I wouldn't consider this movie a comedy first. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of like an action film first, obviously with comedic overtones. Right. So in that sense, there was comedic overtones. There were some like pretty funny moments. I mean, they had a two, okay. Like the two main guys, Pedro Pascal and Nicholas Cage, I think were very good choices for the two main characters in that they can do both of those genres pretty well. And both are, I mean, good actors in their own ways. I think, um, Nicolas Cage was, um, I mean, he was the star. Obviously, it's about him. He plays himself, but I think he was probably the best performance. And um, yeah, it's fun seeing him hit that spectrum of seriousness and weirdness, but also like genuinely pretty funny. Who else is going to play Nick Cage? Right. You can't have anyone else playing Nick Cage except himself. You know, he even played himself like twice in the movie kind of yeah um i actually disagree on who the best performance was you probably thought it was pedro pascal i did think it was pedro pascal pedro pascal has no other human being has ascended as fast in my um Mm -hmm. record books of best actors Yes, he is. And Pedro Pascal in the past. Like, it hasn't even been that long. No, it hasn't. I've, I, I, I myself have noticed that I, I like him a lot as, as just like a person, not just when he's acting. Like, he's, he's pretty funny. And if you've ever seen interviews with him or whatever, he's kind of yeah, like. for sure. Yes. Yeah, I like him. But yes, I mean, his performance was, was good, too. You're right. Yeah, no, he, like it's my acting score is probably one of the highest I've given in a movie mm-hmm. um, because of just like both those two. Yeah, yeah. Just knocked out of the park. Definitely. Um, but I thought Pedro was better, but still like Nicholas Cage is one of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm. Um, we do share a birthday. Right, of course. Um, and his, like, he did not disappoint at all. It was fantastic. The younger version of Nick Cage, Nicky Cage, or, or mm-hmm. I know, I guess he went by, um, in the credits, it was his real name, like, Nicky something Co- Coppola. Uh, right, right. But um, I, I didn't like that too much, but everything else was great. Right. I liked that um, it was a nice... It's what I wanted after having watched um, Ghost Rider, and he just wasn't really able to be very Nicolas Cagey. He was obviously very Nicolas Cagey in this movie. Yeah, well, in the in episode fifty one, and when we do Gone in sixty seconds, um, you'll see him even at his best. Right. It's it's even better that performance. Angelina Jolie, Chef's Kiss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Okay, so acting was good. Um, Padding, have you seen Paddington 2? I have not, but I have heard that it is genuinely very good. And Mackenzie and I are intending on watching the two Paddington movies. It'll probably be our next movies we're going to watch. Interesting. The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, which he talks about as his favorite movie, is the movie that's on my list of podcast movies. I was going to do it, Mm -hmm. um, I think, ahead of Rashomon, but I didn't so i've had that's a movie i have seen it is is, it's on youtube by the way it's very easy to watch but um, i'm sure all the old ones are yeah that is true but it is genuinely good i'm not sure if that is actually his favorite movie i don't see why he would that would be made up for the movie it's probably is his favorite but i can i can see why there's been so many cage movies um that was in this movie that I haven't actually seen. I haven't seen Face Off. No, me neither, um, unfortunately. Ra- I haven't, still haven't seen Raising Arizona. That's a good one, for sure. And that one where he's like a bodyguard. I haven't even heard, I hadn't even heard of that movie. Right. It's not The Bodyguard. That's Kevin Costner. Yes. Speaking of Kevin Costner, we're getting into Yellowstone. You ever seen Yellowstone? No. Cowboys on a ranch. What do you mean we're getting into Yellowstone? Well, no, not me and you. The other me, the other we. Um, this is just an aside. Ah, 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 ah. I see. You and your partner. Yeah, so when Neil Patrick Harris showed up and he wasn't playing Neil Patrick Harris, I got very confused. I don't know if you felt the same way. Like you thought they were all going to be playing themselves. Well, look, he's playing Nicolas Cage. Neil Patrick Harris is like the first recognizable person we see. Mm -hmm. And he's not playing Neil Patrick Harris. It did. It did. I did the. Yeah. Stop me in my tracks a little bit. I didn't know what you mean. What are the rules to this? But. There's not a whole ton of movies. I mean, we've watched one other movie in this this uh for this podcast that shares uh, an aspect of, of this film is that one person plays themselves being john malkovich one of the best movies of the last year's podcast yeah being john malkovich and um it got me thinking about how many movies there really are where the actors play themselves that that i've seen i know um this is the end everyone plays themselves yeah that's a good movie. Yeah, that's a funny one. That's a comedy that I actually I think is funny. But anyway, it was just a thing I was thinking of. Um, okay. Well, did you trying to think here? Um, how do you like the story? The story was um not that creative, I guess. Maybe slightly. I don't know. It was like, I feel like a comedy's story is never that uh, like super intriguing. It's just meant to serve like the actors and just let them be funny, I guess. I don't know. It was like a classic like action comedy um, plot, I suppose. Yeah. Overall, it wasn't that special. No, no. Um, but still had its moments. 
Yeah, I will say like as a comedy, there was a there was an actor in this movie who I've seen before who I just do not find funny at all. Ike Barinholtz. Yeah, exactly. he was in The Hunt. Another another podcast episode. Oh, you're right, you're right. He was. Yeah, I can't say I'm a big fan. Maybe he's been in something that's really funny, and I just haven't seen it. But he, for me, for some reason, he just screams like just unfunny comedies or like low budget comedies. Like, oh, he, you know, they got him because he was cheap. So maybe that, maybe that's an unfair, unfair to him. But yeah, that might be an unfair thing. And I would just say, like the the whole like FBI, uh, CIA. Um, agent portion of this movie uh, I could could have done without. It's like I don't know. Like, is is are they really adding to the comedy? It's like not really. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I get that they had to be there, but I just um, I thought maybe it would have been a bit more successful if they were like very serious, and then you had um. Pedro Pascal and Nicolas Cage being really not so serious as a, as like a, as the opposite. I thought that might've been a more effective, but. Uh, that's a great point that that would have been, I think a better movie, but what do I know? How many films do you think Nicolas Cage has been in, in his life? Do you have the answer in front of you? I do. If I were to make a guess, for the for for the through the nineties, he probably was in like, let's say he was in fifteen to twenty movies. In the two thousands, he was in quite a bit as well, maybe another fifteen, thirty, and then maybe add on. I want to say forty eight. This one um, was his one hundred fourth film role. Oh. So I was, I only got about halfway there. That's crazy. That is more than I thought. Uh, in the film, he has a daughter, but he has two sons in real life uh, with a third child on the way. Third child on the way. How old is this man? He's got to be in his he's, 60s. He's been married a lot. Um, oh, 59. Well. Oh, um, and then the last one is um, when Nicolas Cage is referred to by his nickname in real life. Uh, he spells it uh, N-I-C, Nick Cage. But the film makes it clear that his character's name in this movie is Nick with a K. Oh. So, fictional. Right. Not quite the the real-life Nick Cage. But Do you ever watch the movie Adaptation? No. It's another Nicolas Cage um, movie, but he plays... Twins, or maybe not twins, but there's two of them in the movie. Uh huh. Which is a lot like, I guess, um, younger Nick Cage and older Nick Cage in this movie. Right. You know, I don't think I've seen too many. Well, this is what our this is our third Nick Cage movie in the podcast, or fourth? Uh, we've seen Con Air, we've seen Ghost Rider, and we've seen. This. this one. So that's just has there been a th- Has there been a third? A fourth? Oh, our fourth. I mean, we did watch The Wicker Man, which 
had him in the remake, but right, all right. I mean, I haven't seen too many uh, Nicolas Cage movies beyond this. I guess I've seen the the National Treasure movies, and I've seen what's that movie called, The Weatherman? Oh, The Weatherman. Yeah. What about um, one of the first, maybe even the first Nicolas Cage movie I watched was The Family Man. Oh, yeah, The Family Man. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe. But there is, he is in a movie called The Weatherman. Oh. Or something to do with the weather. Yeah, the the weather. Yeah, the weatherman. Oh. So the family man was 2000. The weatherman is 2005. Oh, that's confusing. I've also seen Raising Arizona, obviously. I haven't seen the, the one that won him an Oscar. I haven't seen Viewing Las Vegas. Interesting. Um, in real life, Pedro Pascal is a genuine fan of Nicolas Cage. That would make sense. That tracks. Yeah, I think Pedro Pascal is. Yeah, he he, he was. I liked to, how silly his character was. I think he does that. It it was like it's a, it was a good contrast because I'm watching The Last of Us right now, where it's obvious he's obviously very serious. And this, it was like a nice. It was nice seeing him be able to obviously do both really well. Uh, yes, I think in his movie roles, he seems to be played more like silly characters versus TV roles like Game of Thrones and Last of Us, where he he is um, more serious. Did mm-hmm. you see anything from when he hosted Saturday Night Live? No. They did a like The Last of Us. They did a um a trailer for like a gritty HBO Mario Kart series. Oh yeah, which is pretty good. That does um, sound like that would be funny. Yeah, the last episode, um, episode eight of Last of Us, just unreal. Mm-hmm. Great movie, great great TV show. It is very good. Um, speaking of great shows, is there anything else uh, you can think of to talk about for the unbearable weight of massive talent starring Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal and um, a Irish woman? And an Irish woman. Um, I do know that um, Pedro Pascal is going to be on Hot Ones. I think that's the next episode. Do they still make this? Make Hot Ones? Yeah. Wow. They just did one with um, the girl from Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday Adams. Yeah, I forget her name. But it, it, it popped off. It got like 10 million views or something. Jenna Ortega. Is that her name? Uh, Yes. But I'm looking for. I don't watch them all. If someone, if there's someone I like on it, I, I'll watch. So I haven't watched one in a while, but I'll definitely watch the Pedro Pascal one. But no, there's nothing else to talk about. I haven't. Uh, we we halted at uh, episode seven of House of the Dragon. We have three more of those we need to get through. We're watching The Mandalorian right now. Also Pedro Pascal. So far this season right. has been fairly lackluster, but. There's been like two episodes. There's been two episodes. Both have been kind of meh, in my opinion. Um, yeah, that's about that's about all that's that's going on that I can currently okay. think of. Yeah. Well, then let's get into scores. I can already uh, guess I'm going to have a higher score than you. Okay. Just because you're like 
well, comedies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, well, then do you want to start us on acting? What did you give this movie for acting? For acting. Well, obviously, I like Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal, as we've already mentioned. I think um, there was a lot of issues with the uh, secondary characters. Um, Pedro Pascal's, uh, I don't know, was that his cousin? His cousin, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like him. And I really didn't like the CIA agents. I think mainly it was, I just had a problem with him just not being funny. And I think that's just like, it. it's one of the things in movies as it pertains to acting that I just noticed the most is when it comes to like a comedy and a moment's trying supposed to be funny and it's not. I'm just like, wow, that just did not work. And it just really draws my attention to it. And so that's why I really had a problem with the CIA, CIA agents because they I just did not find them funny at all. Um, I also thought that Nicolas Cage's daughter, she wasn't very, very good in my opinion. Um, I don't know, just kind of like flat and I don't know, not believable, I guess. I don't know. I know I can't really pinpoint it other than it just kind of felt sort of flat. Um, but it, it's a good thing that Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal are the, have most of the screen time in term. Uh, yeah. So and it helps the score a lot. So for acting, I gave it a 7.5. Wow. Okay. Well, I didn't hate um, the acting as much as you did, clearly. I didn't hate um, I really liked two performances. And the other ones, I'm just not, I didn't like. Tiffany Haddish and Ike Barinholtz as the CIA agents. They weren't as bad to me as they were to you. I do like your idea of going on a more serious Root, mm-hmm. but they did not. Um, the Irish lady Sharon Horgan as Nick Cage's ex-wife, she was good. Um, I didn't pay t- too much attention to the daughter because she didn't have that big of a role. I think that's true. That's true. Um, Pedro Pascal steals the show because um, you know you assume you think maybe he's bad at the beginning because they're telling you he's bad, but then he's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, great actor Nicolas Cage wonderful top of his game mm-hmm. I give it a 9 out of 10 oh very nice before we get into any more scores quickly have you seen Pig yet yeah I saw Pig um, probably it was on my 2022 list of movies okay so I like I'll tell you what I gave that yeah please do I liked his performance in that movie that was good. Although that was like almost a completely serious role. Uh, I gave Pig 7.4 out of 10. Okay. It wasn't as good as How to Train Your Dragon 2. Right. Right. Pretty different movies. Hard to compare. Yeah. I mean, that movie was great. Um, it, very original. Very original movie. Yeah. Anyways, ending. I'll start on ending. Okay. Um, I thought it wasn't it wasn't all that great. Um, wasn't very special, very predictable. Um, I liked the switch to the movie version. Mm-hmm. That kind of brought stuff around. Uh, Demi Moore is the wife. Okay. Um, 
Uh, Nick got to see Paddington 2 for the second time in the movie, so that was nice for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it was obviously heading in that direction. It was always going to to end that way. Right. So I give it a 7 out of 10. Okay, that's fair. I would say like the ending reminded me of, I forget which Austin Powers movie does it. But like it starts off and like Tom Cruise is Austin Powers and Danny DeVito is Mini Me. I can't remember which one it is, but it reminded me of that. Um. Anyway, uh, I did I did like that jump into that. That was kind of neat. But you're right. I think maybe the action sequence, which I am including as the ending part of the ending, eh, it's just kind of like a little lackluster. Um perhaps a little predictable as well. And yeah, um, mostly, mostly forgettable beyond those, those two points. So yeah, I think for, for ending, I, I'm at a, mm, I have here a, yeah, you know, a, a six for ending. Well, okay. You give me your score to 10 and then we'll finish on a high note. Episode five, zero okay. of your mother, made out the podcast. I think um, if I were to focus mo- just on Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal, this would be a higher score movie for me, for sure. Uh, it did have a lot of problems with the surrounding characters, and I mean, they did take up they did take up a, a ton of of screen time, but a, a good amount of it was um, detracted from the film overall. Um, but it was, like I said, fun seeing Pedro Pascal. Um, a bit of his his silly comedic side, which he does very well, and Nicolas Cage uh, also was allowed to be himself, and uh, that always works for me. And uh, so, yeah, again, a comedy is a bit of a hard sell for me, but I mean, overall, it was it was definitely enjoyable. So uh, I gave it a seven out of ten. Yep, enjoyable. Um, I gave you the score. Um, last episode and I haven't changed it. Um, very fun, mostly unpredictable film. Um, at least at the beginning, didn't know exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and did a lot of things I liked, uh, except for Nikki, his younger self. Um, but I did like when they showed us the old films, uh, when Pedro Pascal's character had the museum dedicated to him. Yeah, uh, and then we showed we saw the old films. Uh, I love the celebration of Nicolas Cage as a whole. Eight point two out of ten. Eight point two, not eight point two five. You're going to change our whole scoring rubric. They've always been by point two fives. Yeah, we're going uh, eight point two because that's what I. That's like what I said. said. Okay, that's fine. Thank you. I'll, I'll allow it. Just this once, though. Uh, okay, so that was the unbearable weight of massive talent starring Nicholas Cage's Nick Cage. It that was kind of a an interesting Jesse Peck. I thought so. A um, little out of the blue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now we go to episode fifty-one, um, which is a Josh pick. And I do need some help with this one. So we are going, so I picked a movie from the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and 90s. 
Um, so this coming up episode is going to be from the 2000s. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot, obviously, um, a lot of movies that com- came out in the 2000s that are good. A lot of movies that came out in the 2000s that are bad. But I think I've picked a list of five movies that will be interesting. Okay. And hopefully that, you know, I'd be surprised if you've seen any of these movies. Um, but I'm going to read, much like earlier in the episode, read the description. And you tell me if it sounds interesting. Or maybe I'll just like give you bits and pieces. Um to see if you've seen it or you haven't seen it. Okay. If it's interesting, it's not interesting. So the first one, it's a 2003 movie called Big Fish. It's a a Tim Burton-directed American fantasy comedy drama film. Stars Ewan McGregor. Mm -hmm. Steve Buscemi and Danny DeVito are also in it. So that sounds familiar. It sounds familiar. I've definitely seen the poster for it. I think it's like of trees. It's like their name of it. It's like written in trees or something. Yep, exactly. Yep, yeah, yeah, yep. That interests me. Mm-hmm. But you, so you haven't seen the movie? Haven't seen it. You just it sounds familiar. Okay. Yep, I know. Big it. fish. Interesting. So this was not on purpose. But um, my second movie is a movie that stars Ewan McGregor and has Steve Buscemi in it. It's called The Island. It's a dystopian science fiction action thriller film okay. directed by Michael Bay. I have never Scarlett heard Johansson. That. Scarlett Johansson is also in it. Weird. No, I haven't heard of it. I would say I'm mildly interested. Okay. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, the third movie is a movie, um, a 2001 movie surrealist neo-noir mystery film it's a david lynch film starring naomi watts called mulholland drive okay yep i know it very well i have not seen it and i always meant to okay that's supposed to be a bit of a a brain scratcher a head scratcher brain brain messer upper um yeah I haven't looked at any of the Rotten Tomato scores. I'm not letting that cloud my judgment. Okay. Mm-hmm. You brought up Bill Murray earlier. Um, the fourth movie is uh, called Get Low. It's a 2009 film. It's a drama starring Bill Murray, Robert Duvall, Sissy Spacek, who you may know from Rosemary's Baby. Right. Uh, Robert Duvall was awarded the Hollywood Film Festival Award for Best Actor for this performance. Okay. Um, The poster, I don't know what it's about, but the poster is Bill Murray and Robert Duvall in a field. Okay. I would say I'm mildly interested. Okay. You're not really being helpful, but I don't know what I was expecting out of this. You told me to tell you how interested I am on each (laughs) one of these. Okay. So the fifth and final one that I... I have picked um, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Brendan Gleeson is in it. 
Daniel Radcliffe makes his film debut. It's a 2001 spy thriller film starring Pierce Brosnan and Jeffrey Rush called The Tailor of Panama. <laughs> okay. I, it has, it does have good reviews. Taylor of Panama. What the fuck? I ain't heard of this. Daniel Radcliffe in his film debut. Um, and MI6 spy reassigned to Panama after having an affair in Madrid. Okay. I'm mediumly interested. I will say that you want me to give you the two that I'm most interested in? Um, can I guess? Yes. You're most interested in um, Mulholland Drive. Uh-huh. And Big Fish. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Great. That helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Taylor Panama. So I... Not to sound like a like a bragger or somebody who's better than you, but I do have a subscription to The New Yorker. So I oh. read The New Yorker often, and they have um, they have a film buff uh, called his name is Richard Brody. Mm-hmm. There's a, another guy too, but he's the main one. And so he, or they just like pick rev- like old reviews that they've done. Uh, mixed in with like new movie reviews, and so Taylor Panama was in there, and I think Get Low was also in there. Two movies you did not pick. So I think. I mean, I, I, ultimately, it's your decision. Um. Yes, it is. But I think we're going to go with Mulholland Drive for the movie of next week it just sounds like it's another one um with lots to talk about it should be it's primer-esque i've heard um big fish it just like it seems like it's gonna be a slower right movie but the fact that it's fantasy i don't know but maybe one for the future so Episode 51 would be Mulholland Drive starring Naomi Watts. Uh, Mark Pellegrino is in it. Ooh, delicious. I like the orange flavored. Oh, never mind. He's oh, he's in Lost. Oh. The one where there's the bunker with the bald guy. You haven't seen Lost? Yeah, there's a bunker with a bald guy. I've seen Lost. Just like a timer. What's the timer for? Were they dreaming the whole time? It's a great show. Um, okay, Mulholland Drive confirmed. Okay, great. Sounds fun. Let's see if uh, I guess you're definitely gonna be able to rent it. Um, but it sounds like it's on Crave. But it says watch now with a premium subscription, so it makes me think it's. Oh, I'll just look it up now. It's on Stars. So, oh, yeah, one of those start your stars uh, subscription. It's like, please. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you'd think it'd be a pick a flick, it's got to be. 
I'll just uh, look it up now. Keyword Mulholland. No, I'll look it up. Okay, you go ahead. Ooh, three different versions. A 1996 version starring Nick Nolte. That seems like a different movie. Oh, Mulholland Falls. All right. Ooh, didn't no, didn't see that it's two hours and 27 minutes. It's a longie. Buckle up. Yep. That's okay. I've seen the Lord of the Rings extended editions. I can do anything. Okay. Well, that's good. Perfect. I'm excited. Um, yeah. And then you have, you've already picked your movie up for 52. I sure have. Which will remain a secret until, you know, next episode, I guess. I guess this, if I were to guess, I'm not going to give too much away. I, I always I feel tempted to, but I'm not going to. My guess is this is a movie you might have seen in theaters when it came out and definitely have not revisited since then. Man with the Iron Fist? Not Man with the Iron Fist. We saw that together. That's why I, that's why I said it. Oh. Um, um, I haven't seen too many movies in theaters. Is it... so? It's a fairly newish movie is what you're saying? Or like within no, the last 15 years? Not even. It's from 2004. So you think as a 13-year-old boy, I was just watching movies in the theater? I see. feel like this is a movie you would watch if you were 13 years old. Any yep. of the Harry Potters? No, I'm not picking any of the Harry Potter movies. I think it's pretty safe to say that I did not see it in theaters. Okay. In 2004. I, in 2004, I lived in in duncan mm-hmm. right they don't have one movies movie there. they did have a movie theater but it, it was a pain to get to it wasn't very good all right 2004 movies um oh actually if it's the okay so i i googled 2004 movies and a a list of eight movies came up okay one of those movies i have seen in theaters okay um, and I've also watched it recently, but is it an M. Night Shyamalan movie? It is not an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Okay. As far then as I, I know, we're... this would be a I weird, we're weird direction to go. No, it is not. A, uh... Okay. Well, I was talking about The Village. Okay. No, it's Great not movie. That. It's not that. Mean Girls also came out in 2004. I have not seen that one. Really? That's a good one. And. Another movie that came out in 2004 is Blade Trinity, the mm. third Blade movie. I did not pick that either. As well as Catwoman with Halle Berry. It's not that, although that has been that has crossed my mind more than once. No, this is a movie that I don't think would show up if you just, like, probably wouldn't even be in the top 100 of movies that would just show up if you just searched 2004 movies. What kind of movie is it? It's an action. Well, it's like yeah, it's a sci-fi action movie. Okay. I don't think, I don't think you're going to guess it. I will tell you when the episode's over, though. I'm not going to guess it. I'm just going to say that a series of unfortunate events came out in 2004, starring Jim Carrey. It's not that. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban came out. Yeah, in 2004, not. so did Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and The Notebook. Mm-hmm. 2004 was a great 
a great year for movies. Right. This would probably not be in that consideration. Hell's Moving Castle, Primer, and The Butterfly Effect are the three movies we've seen in the year 2004. It's quite the the spans of genres there. Primer being the first movie we watched. What better way to bring it all around than on episode 51? Okay. Well, speaking of bringing it around, we've gone past our quota of 50 to 52 minutes. We sure have. It's a long one today. Yeah, I hope you you set aside a large chunk of time to listen to the whole thing. Or do what I do and listen to podcasts in chunks when I'm when I'm walking around delivering my mail. Yeah, all the famous. Also, don't people. tell anybody I do that. Okay, I won't tell anybody. It's a good thing no one listens to this. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else you want to uh, to say before we retire? Episode fifty. I don't think so. You sure? Yeah. Uh, Okay, well, thank you so much for listening, audience. Hopefully we come back with another 50. Then we'll be at episode 100. And episode... I'm just going to guess our 100th episode is going to be just like a random movie. It's not going to be like a special thing. Yeah, I don't know what we could pick that would be a special movie exactly. The Man with the Iron Fists. Yeah, we could, we could revisit that. I could tell you. I could tell you exactly zero things about that movie. A man had iron fists. Yeah, well, that, yes, that is true. Um, I think okay, for episode one hundred, I think we should pick the very first movie to ever come out. The first movie to ever come out. Yeah, we have to find the very first movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's just a horse galloping. Yeah, we'll watch that. It's a good idea. Yeah. So look forward to that. Um it'll be in about a year and a half. Yeah. All right. Well, farewell. Farewell and uh good night and good luck.